Follow us on Facebook at Off Script with Super E Podcast. Also follow us on Twitter at Off Script Pod underscore one. Off Script with Super E recommends listener discretion as these real but sometimes uncensored stories can be filled with mature content. Well, hey, everybody. It's A-Train. <laughs> I'm here with Super E. What's happening, Super E? It's boiling. It is hot out. Oh, I tell you what. I feel like I feel like I moved all the way out to the country, and I'm about three blocks from the sun right now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's it's all us evil people driving our big trucks. Oh, and of course it is. Gas yes. stoves and yeah, you know, our washing machines and evil. water heaters. Yeah, absolute evil. Yes. And lawnmowers like yesterday. Yeah. I, I have a little, little over an acre of grass to cut, and I, I use a push mower. <laughs> I know. It was boiling hot. <laughs> yeah. And then I, th- I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to combine some things today because my lovely wife bought me a 40-pound weighted vest to use to exercise with, move around, help you lose weight with uh-huh. the weight of For some reason, I had the brilliant notion of, I think I'm going to cut this grass in the blazing sun. It's 150 degrees out with a weighted vest on. It's like I was combining two things at once, grass cutting, exercise. Then I realized, no, I was doing three things at once, grass cutting, exercise, and two feet squarely in my grave. I was right in the middle of it. was like, I am dying. And you know, the, the other smart thing that you probably should have done is not drink any water. No, no, water. <laughs> it was like when I was cutting the grass, it was like that scene in Vacation where Chevy Chase is walking through the desert and he, and he kept going, Taxi, I'm dead. He's got a shirt over his head. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, well, that's, but, that's genius, Super E. I think it's really smart of you to do. And you see, I'm ha- I have a one sided imaginary battle of the lawn care with my neighbor across the street. Uh-huh. And I was like, man. I'm drawing first blood. He won't know. He won't know what hit him. And you then know, I say that to my wife, and she goes, "He don't care." He's not even- <laughs> it's all in your head, Super E. It, it's the only thing I, I'm out here all by myself with nothing to do. It's all I got to live for. Well, here's what I need. I need uh, your lovely wife to videotape you push mowing the grass with your vest on. I think that would look fantastic. It would look like Foster Brooks staggering, <laughs> huffing and puffing, gasping for air. Our, our young listeners are like, who the hell's Foster Brooks? <laughs> I know. Foster Fuck Brooks. Oh, God. Well, hey, tell us something. Well, you know what? <clears throat> you know, we do these podcasts, and sometimes we wonder, is anybody listening? Well... <laughs> Somebody north of the border is listening. A guy I grew up with, we're going to call him Bark Tillington. And uh, he called me. He's back visiting here. He grew up with me in Beach Grove, went to Canada to become a minister. 
Okay, I was going to ask you when you say north of the border, you're talking about Michigan. No, you're talking. You're talking about Canada. So, we, were they were they ruined bacon? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they ruined bacon. Oh, yes. Oh my goodness. So you're saying that this podcast is international. Exactly international. Just like what's his name? Not James Bond. Who was Mike Myers? Was <laughs> oh, uh, Doctor Evil? Austin Powers? Do- Austin Powers, yes. Yeah. Oh, God, I've got dementia. Anyways, <laughs> so he's, I grew up with him in the Grove. Grew up, had all kinds of fun. You know, we were jo- unbelievable douchebag dorks, but we had fun. Uh-huh. He became a minister, and uh, he always did, you know, he was always a guy that you could look up to to do the right thing. Okay. And then he said about 20 years ago, he had a calling uh-huh. to go to Canada and Quebec, Quebec City of all places. Wow. And coincidentally, Quebec City was voted the number one place if you want to see attractive women. Now, he says that had nothing to do with his decision, <laughs> but he has his... Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Go. go. I was going to say, he, uh, he raised his family up there, learned to speak French and all that. I'm very impressed. He's wow. got He's got three good boys, wonderful wife. And, but here's when he first went to Quebec that they speak French. Right. English is like the you know second language. You know, everybody speaks French. So he had to learn to speak French wow. and fast. Yeah. And so he the church had him going to these uh French classes. And they you know, after you know, French class, the instructor would give them homework. Okay. And they would, and they basically this homework for this time was when they came back again the next day, they had to say everything they did before they went to bed. Okay. And so, Bark, he, you know, he's always a quick learner and wants to do well. Well, he really worked hard on this. And so he figured out how to translate. Remember, he's a minister. Mm-hmm. The three, th- he said he did three things, and it was. He did his uh, Bible study. Okay. Then he did his devotional to God. Okay. And then he said he kissed his wife. Okay. And, and so he goes into class the next day, and they got up in front of the class, and the female instructor, you know, go ahead, M- Madam Monsieur Bill Killington. <laughs> Monsieur? <laughs> so, you know, she's like, what did you do last night? He he said he was so pleased with himself because he thought he had the best. Everybody sucked next to him, but he he thought he had it really. He said that in French, he did his devotional, yeah. his Bible study. Uh-huh. Then he did his devotional, and then he fucked his wife. He <laughs> he didn't know that he used the wrong term in the translation. So, so after he realized that, then he looked over he was real smug and satisfied he looked over at his female instructor she had a look of horror on her face she was like oh no vulgar vulgar too vulgar and he's like what what and then she had to explain to him he goes no i i you know devotional bible study kiss my she goes no 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 she explained to him and her broken he's you said you fucked your wife and he's like no, I didn't mean to. Say. And then he said the instructor went on for fifteen minutes talking about how people you're not supposed to be vulgar. Oh my! He's God. Like, I, you know, I made a mistake. That, 
<laughs> Dang, dog. So the uh, the the French term for kiss and fuck must be very similar. Very similar. I see. So I mean, that would be like me and you going up, you know, and then I guess sitting. Yeah, we kissed our wife, and then we translated what our language. I took her to pound town. So I mean, <laughs> so he 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 said he turned bright red. Oh god. But anyways, but anyways, that's funny. Uh, yeah, uh, he was. T- you know, he was going on about how he let his family listen to the episode where we talked about you know saving the twelve-year-old girl because the you know missing person's detective you know was lazy, right? And all that. And he said his family was so impressed, you know, about doing things, you know, what was right, and blah blah blah. Uh-huh. And he had to stop himself. He's talking to me on the phone. He goes, he goes, I got to stop myself. He goes, I need to let you know that. It is so hard for me to give you these compliments. It goes against all my nature. <laughs> to compliment Over the last super fifty some years of knowing you, yes. <laughs> but he but he went on and he said, you know, he said the podcast was great. So hey, we've got a, some listeners in Canada. Uh, that is I, I we have gone international. I just can't hey, get exactly. over that. Yes. So, yes. So he uh <laughs> I assume he, being a minister, he's probably selective on the episodes yes, that he yes, and his kids w- listen to. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Now, his kids are, are grown, but still. Oh, okay, okay. But, you know, uh, sometimes we can be a little coarse. It, well. It, yeah, just a, just a tad bit. But, you know, it, you know, you got to tell it like it is. Hey, we're just doing what you always say. We're just, we're just keeping it real. That's how we roll. That's right. So, the one time that Bark rode with me. See, I completely forgot about this, but yeah. since he re- he remembers. Okay. And it was like we got a call for like a domestic violence report or something like that. Uh-huh. This was when I was in uniform right. on the old George sector. So we go into this house and this woman's going on about, man, my old man, you know, Karen stabbed me. That no- trifling motherfucker stabbed me. Stabbed her? Uh, stabbed her, yeah. Okay. And I'm like, I'm like, holy shit. You know, she's got this stab wound. I, I go, where, where is he? She goes, he's, he's went out the back door. So I told, I told Bark, I said, I'm going out the back door. Just go out the front door and let me know what's going on. See if you see anything. So I go out the back door and there's nothing. Well, Bark's out. The, he's out the front door and it's dark. It's like three or four in the morning. So it's, it's black. So he just walks right outside the house. Remember, he's from Beach Grove. Yeah. This whole setting, everything is brand new to him. It's a new and world for Mark. It's it's exactly a new world. And so uh, a gentleman comes hustling around the corner going right at him. And to Bark, this gentleman looks like a pissed off Bubba Smith with murder in his eyes. Oh, no. Since he apparently just stabbed his wife. And so all of a sudden I hear, Super <laughs> Oh, Lord, super eager get over here, quack. So I race around there. This big dude. And he goes, and he's just as casual as can be. There's a strange guy, Bart, standing around the side of the house. He just walks up and he goes, hey, what's going on? And he's like, nothing, just uh, hanging out here. <laughs> and then I pull, I walk up and I said, hey, what's up? And he goes, nothing, what's up, officer? I said, is that your wife in there? He goes, yeah. I said, uh, she said, you stabbed her? And he goes, well, you know, we just, we were like, you know, fussing, you fussing. know, a little, 
we just fussing with each other. Uh-huh. You know how family members get spouses, you know, huffing and puffing with each other. I said, yeah, but huffing and puffing shouldn't lead to jabbing and stabbing, Lizzie Borden. <laughs> he goes, oh, no big deal. I just stabbed her with this pen knife. And there was a pen knife, but it had a very sharp blade on it uh-huh. that penetrated her epidermis, leading into possible organs. Uh-huh. I said, dude, you could have killed her. He goes, she's fine. I can still hear her here and there yelling and bitching. So she's all right. <laughs> no harm, no foul. And I'm like, well, no harm, no foul. But off the jail we go. And he's like, you got it. And she's like, get that trifling motherfucker off my property. <laughs> and so zip him off to jail. And uh-huh. uh, I completely forgot about it. But, you know. Bark, that's a, you know, I can't believe that happened. Yeah, that's something that, uh, yeah, that that's etched in Mark's mind. Yeah, something you forget about, but he, yeah, that was that was a big deal to him, I'm sure. And, you know, I would, you know how we talked about how I have cheated death mm-hmm. several times in the previous decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, gunshots, bleeding ulcer, where I almost mm-hmm. bled to death. Mm-hmm. Cancer. 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 Yeah. That kind of thing. Well, I completely forgot about Bark has cheated death several times himself, and he's a minister. What happened? Well, I'll tell you the first time. We just got out of high school, and he was all about getting a motorcycle. I was like, man, I was not into motorcycles at all. Yeah. Motorcycles seemed to lead to stretchers. And ambulance rides to the emergency. I'm like, man, yeah. I had a 68 Mustang at the time, which sounds like a cool car, but it was a POS piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Nothing special about it. But he had to have a motorcycle. So he bought the base model, the cheapest Honda you can get. I think it was a Honda Pink Lady 100, which will <laughs> piss him off when he hears that. Oh, he's going to be so mad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but anyways... So he, you know, and I help him bring the motors. I said, man, you got to be careful on this. You're going to get injured. This is Friday night. He goes, oh, no, I'm going to be careful. I know what I'm doing. So next morning, bright and early, because he'd always get up early, gets on his motorcycle, drives directly a couple miles to get his helmet. Okay. He he has his insurance, but he got his helmet at the motorcycle shop in the parking lot there uh-huh. puts on his helmet and drove turned so started going south and uh, he's going southbound for about 20 yards well a car that was going eastbound um bork had the right away but apparently his brand new helmet also had the accessory of the invisibility cloak <laughs> because as he's going southbound this car does not seem and the car that's going eastbound Pulls right out in front of him. Okay. As as he's picking up speed, he hits the front fender of that car at a good rate of speed. Him and the motorcycle flip over the front of the car, just like you know, Evil Knievel and Wide World Sports. Yeah. Where he hits the ramp and then the motorcycle and him separate or flying through the air. That's exactly what happened to him. He said, he's soaring over the hood of the car, and so is his motorcycle. Oh, no. His motorcycle 
bam, hits the pavement and is bouncing. He lands on the motorcycle. Ouch. And starts bouncing with the motorcycle and then him and then flies off the motorcycle and is landing face first in the asphalt. Okay. You know, he's what, 18, 18 19 years old? He's able to get up. Oh, do you need a name? Let's go. No, I'm fine. He is road rash from head to toe. <sighs> he just says, I'm fine. Calls his dad up, who was irritated because I think his dad was busy doing something because he had, you know, yeah. come get me in my motorcycle. Right. So he immediately comes over to my house. And like I said, I thought, man, one day he's probably going to get injured on that. It's now it's 835 in the morning. There's a knock on my door. And there he is standing in front of me. All, I mean, he is busted up. Yeah. And I go, have you already had a motorcycle accident? He goes, yeah, about 20. 20. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but that wasn't his most severe brush with death. Okay. On this one, the Grim Reaper had his icy grip around his throat and it was squeezing. Mm. A few years ago, he was like 54, 55. He's playing basketball at this church. Okay. And he's playing three on three pickup. Now, I think he's about 55 years old, but we've always been in, you know, pretty good shape playing basketball. But he's 54, 55 years old. And he's playing against three other dudes. And he jumps up, gets a rebound. And when he lands on the ground, he goes, Oh my God, I'm out of shape because I don't feel good. Falls over, hits the gym floor. He is dead. Oh, no. He's completely dead. What? So, you know, you think, but we got to get medical uh, assistance immediately. Here's how lucky he was. The two, what, two of the three guys he was playing against were doctors. Oh, thank God. And they're like, oh, we need medical assistance. Like, wait, what? Wait, we're fucking doctors. And so <laughs> let's help him. So they, they're working on They're trying to figure out what's wrong with him. Right. So... And so then they think, well, I wish we had one of them defibrillators. Fuck, there's one on the wall. He's now, he's getting lucky again. This church just installed a defibrillator. Man. So after five minutes of trying to figure it out, oh, you think, you think you need a defibrillator? Shit, we're going to have to call an ambulance to get one. Oh, there's one. Oh, no, there's one on the wall right next to our fire extinguisher and the Dr. Pepper machine. <laughs> and so they're able to hit him with the paddles and he comes back to life. And I guess, you know, he's, he feels fine. He thinks, so. He like, what's going on? He, he feels like he can get up and start playing again. You are they kidding. Said, no, they said, no, you can't. You've, you've been dead for five minutes. <sighs> My gosh. Yeah, I was like, you've got to be shitting me. He goes, no, what happened was he has a defect in his heart or something where the electrical... It's like somebody just unplugged it. Uh-huh. Okay. And when he when he hit the ground, his heart had no electrical impulse. He was dead when he after he said, Oh, I'm out of shape. I don't feel good, dude. He's dead. Holy moly. Well, I'm and gonna he, he was dead for five minutes. You know, his Bible study and nightly prayer devotions paid off because he had two doctors there. And a defibrillator on the wall. That's exactly. that is. I I want to say that's lucky, but I don't think it is. I think he had some help right there. 
Yes, yes. If I, you know, if I was playing pickup basketball, then my opponents be you, Tortoise, and Jay. If I was laying there, they'd be like, "Oh, what do we do? Defibrillator? No, just give him the rectal thumb. That, thumb. <laughs> That'll wake him up. That'll work. That'll go. <laughs> Holy moly! Did uh, oh, yeah. let me ask you this: Did Mark, um, when he was gone those five minutes, did he? Did he see any lights? Did he? No, no. Okay. Everybody, everybody, all he saw was com- complete darkness and, you know, boom. And then, like I said, it's like all of a sudden he woke up and he's ready to start playing basketball again. That is unbelievable. Yep. Holy and the, moly. And he said he was in the hospital nine days, so they're trying to figure it out. Right. The next day he gets, he gets home, he gets a call from the collection agency. <laughs> They said, hey, Mr. Tillington, how you doing? He goes, well, I'm doing fine. They've put a pacemaker in. I, I'm going to live, but I know. And they said, oh, that's good news. Hey, you got a bill for $55,000 with the collection agency. Can you put that on your credit card today? Oh, my God. And that's when he's like, no. And my insurance is going to have. I'm like, they, he was out of the hospital one day, and they're already harassing him. For fifty five, I'm gonna put that on my credit card. Oh my god! Yes, one day out of the hospital, and they're the collection people are already calling him. Yes, holy moly! Fifty five grand. Holy moly! Yes. Well, I, I am so happy that everything turned out. Good for him, because yeah, it sounds yeah he absolutely could not be with us right now. He would not, and I would just have to have the memories of him in high school. We were, we were giant douchebags. Super E didn't become Super E until just a few years after high school. But <laughs> in high school, giant dorks. I just remember. I remember poor, or Tillington. You know, he was a little uh, visually challenged. Needed glasses, and his dad had he, he himself. He had to raise four boys and. He was had to be fiscally responsible, like me. Yeah, I like I like to you know make sure I get my best money out of stuff. So we was always playing basketball, football, whatever. He needed glasses. He was always breaking them, and they'd have to pay, buy new frames. Yeah. So what they did was, his dad said, "I'm going to get frames that are indestructible." So they got <laughs> these. Black frames, I think they were made by Goodyear, that were such thick black rubber. Okay. Unbelievable. And the lenses were so thick. If Pluto had ants, you would see it with his glasses. All I could could think Uh, of, did he look like Kurt Rambis? Oh, oh, he made Kurt Rambis look like (laughs) Cary Grant. I mean, he he looked like a combination of Millhouse and Spock because they because they pointed up at the end like cat eye glasses. Oh, no, oh. and I was like, I was like, wow, my God! And I think his you know, he says, well, my mom and dad don't want him to break, <laughs> and and I think well, I think they had a another reason they wanted to make sure that there's no way he had premarital sex. Yes, at all. Yeah, because them glasses guaranteed guaranteed it. 
that there was going to be no intimacy with any female. They told him, his mom or dad told him, hey, chicks are really going to dig these. You're going <laughs> to yes. be, you're going to be so popular. Yeah, you it's going to be, uh, uh, it's going to be unbelievable. Absolutely. And if I knew the French word for fuck, I'd, I'd say, <laughs> hey, you're going to get plenty of ooh la la with these glasses. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you know what? If he would have done that at the end and then I fuck my wife and then put on a ooh la la. <laughs> my God. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Peppy well, little pew. Well, yeah. that's my salute to my buddy. Well, I'll tell you what, that was that was a really, really uh interesting story and I oh that was the dumbest thing. <laughs> that was an interesting story. I'm gonna go ahead and take that out. Uh <laughs> well, I am really happy that Mark's still with us today. And uh-huh. um we love our inter- international listeners. Yes, we need to build them up. Everybody, hit that, hit that like and subscribe button. Do we have that? Uh, yes, we do. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, Nobody subscribed yet, but it's right there. <laughs> Somebody could. I, I hear that in my, when I watch my golf videos. Always, they're always like, hit the, hit the like and subscribe yeah, button. Yeah, smash it. Absolutely. And while we're on that subject, hey, we have little snippets on Facebook, Instagram, and. TikTok. If uh, if you get on there and you click on Off Script with Super E, you'll hear some thirty-second, one-minute little snippets that are pretty funny. Yes, and we're trying to figure out what what to put on that. Um, so we're either trying to put on sock puppets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah how or, how are those coming? Your daughter's making a sock puppets, isn't she? Yeah. Well, we got we got one of A train. Yeah. It, it doesn't seem to be very flattering. No, working on it. it's it's not. And did, didn't you tell me Brad Pitt is the model for your sock puppet? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I got I, yeah. I got Brad Pitt on my speed dial so I can have him pose okay. for the sock puppet. And and here's the deal. I you know we'll see how it goes. But if I if I give a thumbs down on your daughter's sock puppets, please tell her, you know, don't cry. So we'll see. see all right. All right. Uh, no problem. All right. Well, listen, thanks for the story. And uh, thanks, Mark, that you're still alive. 10-4. All right. See ya. See ya. Bye. Bye.